Welcome to the Faith Lift Radio Podcast, where doubt is destroyed and your faith is lifted. Here's today's message from Dr. Glenn. Well, hello, hello, everyone. Praise God. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad. I'm so glad you could join me today for another day, another week, whereby we can teach you the word of the living God. I want to remind you always and forever of the words of the late great Pentecostal pioneer R.W. Schambach. You ain't got no trouble. All that you need is faith in God. Come on, lift up that hand right now with me and say, I don't have any trouble. All I need is what? Faith in God. Faith in God is the greatest force in the universe. So we give God praise. We give God praise. We give God praise. What a day. What a day to be alive. And I'm thankful to be alive today. Glory be to Jesus forever. Can you say amen? With that said, let's bow our head and let's pray and let's go into the Word, the Word of the living God. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's pray. Father, we want to thank you this morning, this afternoon, wherever the people are around the world, that they will hear the Word of God today and be blessed. I'm asking you today, Lord, Spirit of the living God, that you will think through my mind and speak through my lips Thank you for these, your wonderful people that got ears to hear, mind to understand, and heart to receive the Word of God. Everybody say amen. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's go. Let's open our Bible, please, to 1 Timothy chapter 6. 1 Timothy chapter 6. Hello, Lee Nolan. Glory be to God all the way in the uh, West Coast. Thank God for you. Praise the Lord. Amen. <clears throat> and I guess that's uh, Rosie Dabby Singh. Debussing on YouTube. The Lord bless you. Praise God. All right. Let's open our Biblions to 1 Timothy chapter 6. And we are going to read verse 12. 1 Timothy chapter 6 and verse 12. Amen. If it just looks a bit dark today, uh, the uh, TV lights just blew <laughs> right in front of me. Thank you, Lord Jesus. 1 Timothy chapter 6 and verse 12 says, the great Apostle Paul, uh, inspired by the Holy Spirit, said this, Fight the good fight of faith, lay a hold on eternal life, whereunto thou art also called and hast professed a good profession before many witnesses. Now, the Word and the Apostle Paul tells us to fight the fight of faith, the good fight of faith. First of all, it's a good fight because if you fight well, amen, you win. Praise God. If you fight the faith of faith, glory to God, you will win. But I want to bring to your attention that faith is a fight. Now, the reason why the Apostle Paul calls faith a fight is because faith has some enemies. Faith has some enemies, and these enemies are deadly enemies. First thing I want you to write down is this. Faith has enemies, and these enemies are deadly. Some are very common enemies, and some are very uncommon, or better word, a better word would be undetected enemies of faith, because they do not come in overtly, but they come in covertly. It's not what you see that you should be concerned about. 
It is the invisible stealth enemy that you do not see that can creep in and do a lot of damage to your faith. Your faith has enemies, and these enemies are designed by Satan to neutralize its force. Are you listening? To neutralize its capacity. Thus, when your faith has been neutralized, it renders you a victim of life and a victim of circumstances. Are you listening to me now? And once your faith has been neutralized, it's just a matter of time before you, your life, is neutralized. Your effectiveness is neutralized in life, in ministry, in church, in your family. So Satan has to neutralize your faith to neutralize your life. Now, when it comes to the enemies of faith, everybody knows the obvious. So we have the most obvious enemies of faith. But I want you to understand this. The enemies of faith aren't exactly what people think they are. Of course, you've got the overt one. When, you go into, when a nation goes into battle, of course, you have the common weaponries, the conventional uh, weaponries that are used, right? But then there are nations that have secret weapons. And the reason why it's called secret is because the enemy, I mean, their adversary, wouldn't know anything about it. Are you listening? They've got secret weapons, secret uh, um, artilleries that other nations would not know about. All right, so we have the most common and the most obvious enemies to faith. When we're looking at a conventional war and they have conventional weapons, you know what to expect. All right? But not everything is about being a conventional war. Not every war is just about being a conventional war. All right? Now, when we look at the enemies of faith, everybody knows about, about it, about them, because it's been preached for years, for generations and generations and generations, for the last, let's say for the last 50 years, it has been pumped into our spirit. For example, uh, doubt is an enemy of faith. Everybody knows that, okay? Everybody knows that doubt is an enemy of faith. Everybody knows that fear is an enemy of faith. Everybody knows that unbelief is an enemy of faith. Now, even though they are in the same family, doubt and unbelief, but they're not the same. And uh, if time permits, we will explain that. Everybody knows that witches and warlocks are the enemies of our faith. These are the conventional weapons or the conventional enemies of our faith. Doubt, unbelief, fear, witches and warlocks, and so forth and so on. And because we are accustomed to that, we have also weapons to deal with these. But how do you deal with the stealth? What is a stealth? That which you do not see. How do you deal with creeping enemies? How do you deal with unseen forces? 
Because if you're not prepared for it, the enemy will take you out. Are you hearing me, saints? Now, <clears throat> let's go to the book of Song of, of Songs or Song of Solomons. We're going to read chapter 2 and verse 15. Chapter 2 and verse 15. All right. And then I'm going to show you. Hallelujah. Praise God. Oh, glory be to God. Okay. <clears throat> songs of Solomon or Songs of Song, chapter 2, verse 15. We're told, take us the foxes, the little foxes that spoil the vines. It's the little foxes that you can't see that spoil the vines and eat all the vines. Take all your inheritance. So be aware of the small foxes. Put your hand on your heart and say with me, I must be aware of the small foxes that spoil or destroy and eat up the vines. All right? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise be to Jesus. Amen. So I want you to be aware of that. <clears throat> Glory be to God. Praise the Lord. All right. Now, let's go to Jude, please. The book of Jude. I'm going to show you this now. So you've got to be aware of the small foxes, the little foxes that spoil the vines. But look at this now. Uh, Jude is saying in verse uh, 4, For there are certain men crept in unawares. Right? I want you to please by the word crept in unawares, write the word stealth enemy. Stealth. S-T-E-L-S-T-E-A-L-T-H. Stealth enemies. All right? <clears throat> Who were before or, uh, of all ordained to this condemnation, ungodly men turning the grace of God. Now, these were uh, uh, stealth men that came in under the radar. Nobody saw them coming. And then the turn, the grace of God, into lasciviousness. When it comes to your faith, if you don't deal with the enemies that are under the radar, are you listening? It is going to neutralize your faith and make you a victim of life. Now, I'm going to talk to you today, this week, Wednesday we'll have prayer coach life, but I'm going to talk to you today and tomorrow about two undetected under the radar enemies that believers because they are unaware or because they are ignorant allow these two enemies to come into their lives and because they do not deal with it it paralyzes neutralizes or they neutralize your faith making them into the realm of victims and these two deadly duos, I want you to write this down, the deadly duos, two undetected deadly duos, deadly enemies of faith. Number one, they're not in order of importance. They are equally important. They are equally evil and bad. That is, they are strife and number two, jealousy and envy. This is what we're going to deal with. We're going to deal with this week. Undetected enemies of faith. These are deadly enemies. Strife. 
in the heart of a believer is deadly. The moment you allow strife in your life, you find yourself at strife with a brother, with a sister. You have already drunk, drank the poison of the enemy. Are you listening? You have already drunk the poison of the enemy. So we're going to look at this deadly duos these two days. Number one, strife. And number two, jealousy and envy. That green monster called jealousy. Are you listening to me now? Anytime you want to accomplish something, or you want to make progress in life, in your family, in your career, in ministry, and in church, there will always be this sinister force, this evil criminal force that will endeavor to stop you. Because the enemy is not stupid. He knows you can deal with witches and warlocks. He knows you can deal with certain weapons because you've got the weapons to deal with it. So he will come with his secret weapons, with his stealth weapons to deal and to paralyze and to neutralize your life. And so anytime there is forward movement in your life or you are, you are endeavoring to have a forward movement in your life, he will send in these deadly duos strife and unfortunately there are myriads of believers today who are walking in strife and division and then they're walking in jealousy and envy it's not just in regular believers it's not just in sinners these two duos deadly duos operate in pastors and ministers this is why you've got to check your heart all the time. You've got to check your heart all the time. Are you listening? Do not drink the poison of the serpent. Now, so this is a sinister force. Many times, these two sinister forces succeed to neutralize and destroy the believer because the believer and attains these two deadly enemies. What are they? Strife. And wherever you find strife, you'll find division. Wherever you find division, you'll find strife. And then secondly, jealousy and envy. You're going to have to deal with that in your heart today. Are you hearing me, saints? It happens in families. It happens in churches. It happens in business organizations. Any place where a group of people come together, where there's more than one people, where there's more than one person, rather, there's two or three, the spirit of strife will begin to enter in. Remember what Jesus said, where two or three are gathered among you, there am I in the midst of you. Well, strife has the same philosophy. Jealousy has the same philosophy. Where two or three, are, where two or three are, of you are gathered, there am I. There is strife. There is uh, uh, jealousy and envying. Are you hearing me, saints? 
Now, this force that is called strife is designed is to separate people, to cause bitter divisions, and to destroy anything that is envisioned in being built. So you want to build your family? All right, the enemy will begin to put strife between husband and wife, uh, mothers and daughters, uh, fathers and sons, parents against children, children against parents, mother-in-law against uh, daughter-in-law, daughter-in-law against uh, mother-in-law, and against father-in-law, divisions everywhere. Brothers against brothers, sisters against sisters, friends against friends, that Strife is a sinister force, ladies and gentlemen, that you need to be aware of. And so this force that is called strife, it's design, it's modus operandi, it is to separate people, to bring about better, better divisions, and destroy. It is, I want you to write this down, the spirit of strife is the spirit of seduction, and it is the spirit of destruction. I want you to write this down. Never forget this. The spirit of strife is the spirit of seduction and the spirit of destruction. Are you hearing me, saints? All right. Now, why don't you write this down? Strife is a major tool of the enemy. It is a deadly weapon of the enemy. It is a poison of the enemy. And we must detect, we must recognize its operation and stop it in its tracks. Because if you don't stop it, it's going to deal with you. It's going to take you out of The game of life. It's going to take you out of the game of life. I want you please to write this down, please, ladies and gentlemen. Strife is a weapon. You need to understand that. That when, when, when you find yourself at odds against a brother and against a sister, against anybody for that matter, Satan has released a virus. You hear me? It's a weapon of the enemy. It is a deadly virus that the enemy Satan use to destroy your life. Now, write this down, please. It is a deadly weapon. Do not think that you can entertain strife and you can entertain Jealousy that your life will go forward. I want you to write this down, please. Your life, your family, your ministry, your church will go backwards when the deadly weapons of strife and jealousy are entertained. Let me say it again. Your life, your career, your ministry, your church, your family 
will be in backward modes when you entertain the deadly weapons of the enemy, the stealth weapon called strife and jealousy and envy. Are you listening to me now? Now, <clears throat> praise God. <clears throat> now, let's write this down, please. Strife, let's define strife. It is defined as discord. Discord. Quarreling. You know that you are operating in strife when you no longer have inner peace. When your <clears throat> um, peace on the inside, are you listening, is no longer there. And you need to understand this. The moment that you entertain strife, jealousy, and envy, it will spread like wildfire. It doesn't just stay in one person. It goes to the next person because it's being spewed out. Strife, why don't you write this down, please. Strife is not contained. Strife will be spewed out and vomited. And the moment that strife is vomited, you have just vomited into the life of another person and you soil and you poison the other person. It's very much like a virus, like the COVID-19 virus. And you were told to keep your distance. Why? Because close proximity to this virus will affect other people, infect other people. Well, strife works in the same way. Are you listening to me now? And you need to understand that strife is one of Satan's most deadly weapon, one of his most favorite weapon that he has used in churches, in businesses, in families because he knows there is power in unity. The whole purpose of strife is his master stroke, divide and conquer. All right, so let's go to uh, the book of James, please. Let's go to the book of James. Thank you, Lord Jesus. This is why you cannot afford to allow strife. That's deadly enemy number one. And then you can't al allow uh, deadly enemy number two, jealousy. And like I said, this is not just for the sinners that operate in strife and jealousies. Believers are. Pastors are. Ministers are operating in these two deadly um, entertaining these two deadly enemies, strife and jealousy. My, 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 my. How many pastors do you know today who are jealous of others? And they don't celebrate others' success. No, my friends. You neutralize your faith. You neutralize your life. You will be neutered 
once you allow the evil forces, the evil twin force of strife in jealousy into your life. Are you hearing me, saints? All right. Glory to God. Let's go to James in chapter 3. Glory to God forever. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Let's look at verse 16, please. For where envying and strife is, there is confusion and every evil work. You need to underline that in your Bible. For where envying and strife is, there is confusion and every evil work. Please write this down and, not, and, and don't forget it. When it comes to a church setup, to a ministry setup, the biggest, one of the biggest obstacles to revival, the spirit of strife is an enemy to revival. Revival will quickly dissipate. When you entertain strife, envying, and jealousy in uh, your life. And many of the great revivals that we have seen that blessed our nation suddenly stopped because of strife and division. Are you listening to me, saints? So where, where envying and strife is, there is confusion. The moment you allow Strife into your heart, you've allowed the spirit of confusion, amen, to attack you. Now, let's keep on reading, please. <clears throat> Where there is confusion, there'll be no clarity. I want you write this down. Where there is confusion, there is no clarity. Clarity eliminates confusion. So, strife brings in confusion. You can see where you're going. You can see beyond where you are right now. The whole point of strife is to make you me-centered. Me, 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 me. The whole point of jealousy is to make you me-centered. To make you a victim of life. Are you listening to me now, saints? All right. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hey, Bishop Michael, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Good to see you today, my friend. Hallelujah. I want you to write this down, please. Write this down, please. I want you to write this down. Strife is a spirit. Strife is a demonic spirit. It begins in the thought realms and as long as you don't entertain it, it's on the outside. But the moment you entertain this thought of strife, it comes on the inside as a demon to lock you in. To lock you in. And this spirit, the spirit of strife, its sole ambition is to destroy you from within. Like I said, strife is a stealth enemy. Did you hear that? Strife is a stealth, undetected, unnoticed, under the radar, that creeps in 
it will sneak in unnoticed and cause resentment. One of the fruit of the tree of strife is resentment. Did you hear that? One of the fruit of the tree of strife is resentment. And then write this down. Another fruit of the tree of strife is separation. You start separating yourself from your church family, from your family, from your loved ones. Do you know there are people today who haven't talked to their mothers or their fathers or mother-in-law, brother-in-law, father-in-law, brothers and sisters, separation. All right? I want you to write this down, please, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And you need to understand this. It's not just a deadly enemy. It's not just a demonic spirit. It doesn't just bring resentment. And it doesn't just bring separation, ladies and gentlemen. Want you, I want you to write this down. I want you to write this down. Strife has ripple effects. The spirit of strife has ripple effects. What do I mean? I mean now, let's say you get into an argument. You've seen this. Uh, two business partners get into a disagreement. Now it has ripple effects because the children now that used to be close together before no longer talk to one another. What happened with the two men, the two fathers, now has ripple effects and start affecting the young ones. You need to understand that. The moment that you entertain the spirit, the poison of strife, it will have ripple effects. It does not just affect you. It will affect your closest person next to you and your children, and they'll begin to grab the same thing. This is why I said to you that these are undetected enemies of your faith. It's easy to deal with doubt. It's easy to deal with unbelief. It's easy to deal with 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 uh, the the conventional enemies and weapons of the enemies. But how do you deal with the undetected? And it has ripple effects. Are you hearing me, saints? And that can go throughout the whole family, the entire church, the entire organization. And turn something. You've just read in the book of Jude. Let me show you something here. Let's go back to the book of Jude, please. Glory to God forever. And that's why if you are a ministry, a church, praying for revival, you cannot, we cannot allow and attain the spirit of strife. As a matter of fact, I remember this many, 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 many years ago. Well, not to you many years ago. I'm talking about like uh, 35 years ago. I heard two men of God, um, Kenneth Copeland and Mar Morris Cerullo, made these statements. 
I'm going to say, I'm going to tell you what Brother Copeland said and what Brother Cerullo said. Brother Cerullo said, the quickest way for a ministry to die is to allow the spirit of strife in that ministry. Brother Copeland said, you've got to be ruthless and the quickest way to get fired from his ministry is to allow the spirit of strife. I was about 14, 15, 16 years old when I heard these things. And I made it a point in my life never to walk in strife or jealousy or envying or anger with other people. Now, I don't mind if you if you are angry or bitter or upset with me, that's fine. But I'm not going to be bitter, angry and walk in strife with you. This is when I took the philosophy. All right? This principle. I say everything. I do not hide behind the bush to entertain the spirit of strife. No, 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 no. If I've got something to say, I'm going to say it to your face, not behind your back. Never behind your back. I want to have clean hearts, clean hands, and clean mouth. Say that with me. Clean hearts, clean hands, clean mouth. Say it again, please. Clean hearts, clean hands, clean mouth. I do not do strife. I do not do division. You can cuss me, say all kind of things about me, doesn't bother me. Doesn't bother me. I'm a dead man in Christ. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Can you say amen? Praise God. All right, now. What time is it? I got a few couple of minutes today. Praise God. Let's go to the book of Proverbs chapter 10. Proverbs and chapter 10. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You've got to be like that, my friends. Amen. Do not entertain. And tomorrow we will deal with the evil green monster of jealousy. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You know why people are jealous? They don't know their identity. If you are jealous of somebody else, it's because you don't know who you are. I've never met a man, never met a woman that I'm jealous of. I thank God for what they've achieved, they've done, and I will learn from them, but I know who I am in Christ. Can you say amen? Proverbs in chapter 10, ladies and gentlemen. Let's read verse 12. Let's read verse 12. What does it say? Hatred stirs up strife. Aha. But love covers all sins. Let me read that um, from the New King James. Hatred stirs up strife. If you find that you are in strife with somebody, it's because you've allowed hatred to come into your heart. Now remember the Bible tells you that faith worketh by love. Faith worketh by love. Your faith is effective when you're walking in love, when you're walking in resentment, when you're walking in separation, when you're walking in division, when you're walking in hatred. Uh, 
towards your brothers and towards your sisters, you have already neutralized your faith. It won't work. Are you listening to me now? All right. So it says, hatred stirs up strife, but love covers all sins. So in closing today, ladies and gentlemen, praise God. I want to ask you a question today. Have you been drinking of the poison of strife? Because if you do, immediately it will shut down the spirit of revival that's trying to operate in you. Strife is an enemy of revival. Strife is an enemy of your church. Strife is an enemy of your family. Strife is an enemy to your life. It's a bitter, bitter enemy. So I want us to pray today together. Amen. Hallelujah. That's why we call undetected stealth enemies of your faith. Everybody knows about that doubt is your, is your enemy of faith. Everybody knows this conventional weapon of doubt, unbelief, fear. They're still deadly. All right? Ignorance is another conventional weapon of the enemy. But let's deal with the undetected strife and jealousy. All right, put your hand on your heart and let's pray together. Say, Heavenly Father, I come before you today. I want the spirit of revival to operate within me. I want the Holy Ghost to have his way within me. I don't want to be a victim of life. So today, I shut the door to strife and to jealousy and envy. Lord, I shut the door to the root of bitterness that brings defilement. I do not want to be defiled. I don't want to be contaminated. Lord, right now, let the Holy Spirit rise up within me. I refuse to walk in strife. I refuse to walk in jealousy. I refuse to walk in confusion. I refuse to have any bitterness, resentment, jealousy towards my brothers, towards my sisters, towards my friends and my work colleagues. Let my faith be effective today. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Faith Lift Radio Podcast. For more information about Dr. Glenn and how to offer your financial support, log on to glenarecchia.org.